Peter Sherman in for Alex Pearson. And uh, I think it's time that we did a little bit of homework on what Kathleen Wynne is up to. We haven't heard very much from Kathleen Wynne since she uh, stopped being our premier and became the uh, just plain old MPP from Don Valley West. I must say I'm looking at a picture uh, of her that somebody took in uh, a scrum and being talked to by reporters uh, of late. And uh, she doesn't look very happy, but um, I, I guess she has a reason. Maybe I'm, um, I shouldn't be ascribing that to her because she's certainly doing uh, what seems like some good work. Uh, essentially, uh, it, it seems there's been an error. In 1984, Transport Canada uh, tabled a report that talked about the installation of seatbelts in school buses, and it was rather negative to the effect of if you were to install seatbelts in school buses and you had uh, some kind of an accident that kind of mangled the bus, you would have a devil of a time potentially in uh, trying to extricate 50 trapped kids potentially from um, seats where they were constrained by belts. Uh, then it turns out, uh, as discovered by uh, the Fifth Estate on the CBC, or as I like to call it, the Canadian Broadcorp and Castration, um, they discovered that there was a report that had never really seen the light of day done in 2010 that put the lie to what uh, was out there from 1984. And people in the know kept quoting from 1984. What's interesting about this is that uh, it says you should have seatbelts in school buses, and here's Kathleen Wynne, of all people, saying, I'm tabling a private member's bill, and it looks like it's going to get support from the government as well, um, that says we're going to install seatbelts in all school buses. And yet you're talking about a person who spent a lot of years being premier, uh, before that spent a lot of years being uh, in cabinet, and one of the posts she held was Minister of Transportation. Now, granted, these reports were held by Transport Canada, not the Ministry of Transport of Ontario, so she might not have had a chance to see them, but uh, she has seen the light of day and she's tabling this bill. So joining me to talk about that is Brian Patterson, President and CEO of the Ontario Safety League. Have I got it right, Brian? You're right on, Peter. And your summary was excellent. Well, good for me. Then it looks like I read my homework uh, earlier the proper way. Tell me, tell me how this could happen, because it always struck me um, that seatbelts could only be considered a good thing. I, I'm old enough, I think you are as well, to go back and remember when they were not mandatory in cars and, uh, and when they became mandatory and how we resisted them. And now today, I don't think there's anybody I know who would fail to put on a seatbelt, and we know that they save lives. Why was it thought that they didn't save lives in school buses? Well, I think the uh, technology, as it was explained, uh, certainly to me in some detail, Peter, by Transport Canada, was the issue of containerization. So when you've got padded seats, the back of the seat padded, the selection of the height of the seat, and the ability for it to, to give and roll slightly, uh, and then anything within striking range of a kid would uh, is either padded or has been removed from our day. I uh, uh, we had a dentist on our uh, board who uh, remembered when there was an actual pipe around the back of that, and kids being thrown forward would go face first into an unpadded pipe. So oh, I God. think the uh, the technology and the engineering was explained first that way, and I think it made sense when you were on a bus and saw that. But secondly, there was the uh, federal government's exclusive 
regulatory mandate to test vehicles. And, you know, we hear all about the crash test and the side test, etc. And uh, that that went on on a cycle of every five years. It, it turns out they decided a few years back to just not do that and not tell anybody they weren't doing any crash testing. And they were just relying on internal data. So I think uh, what, what we would think of first as a pretty common sense idea, uh, the issue of the padding uh, is a change. But the other thing that I found is we've changed the modeling of school buses. So they used to be short distances predominantly on, on, uh, on uh, uh, lesser speed roadways and streets. Now, you know, I often see and did today, in fact, uh, school buses traveling up and down the uh, 407 at, you know, 110. Now, the two I saw didn't happen to have any kids on it, but they often do. And uh, I'm not sure that engineering and containerization was ever designed for 110 kilometers an hour. So uh, I think this bill uh, will allow it to be looked at. And I, and I think you've struck on the one point. Safety has never, ever been a partisan issue in the uh, in Queen's Park period. Doesn't matter who was in government. They looked at it on the merit, on the engineering, and on the science. Oh, look, at, I, you know, without, without digressing, I remember a progressive conservative who consistently presented the, uh, the anti-texting uh, uh, bill, or, or as they call it, distracted driving, and failed until the government presented it and acknowledged, the government was liberal then, acknowledged the progressive conservative and got unanimity, and that's why we have a distracted driving law in, in Ontario. So I, you're right, it's not partisan, and I think that Kathleen is correct to be presenting this. I'm confused, however, as to why there was a report um, that uh, Transport Canada seems to have held that took an investigation by the, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation uh, to unearth that said, as of 2010, so we're talking now nine years ago, uh, that yeah, you should be looking at seatbelts in the school buses, and and we're gonna it's gonna take till twenty twenty five to equip them all. It's uh, it's an uh, you know as somebody uh, I think you know I'm a pretty avid uh, advocate on safety, and it never made it out of, of Transport Canada. Period. It's, so, well, that's that's the point. Uh, Why? Have, Why? It may have it may have gone to the school bus manufacturers. It may have gone to some lobby group at the federal level. But when, uh, when you consider how many kids across this country spend a good, good uh, deal of their uh, youth in a school bus every day, it is very safe. And I'd say to anybody, if you're on a school bus today, I wouldn't stop going on until they install seatbelts. But that's a normal evolution. And we're now eight years behind where we could be because it was just left to... Uh, uh, sit on a shelf in uh, in Transport Canada. Last question. Is it fair, Brian, to say that any vehicle plying the highways should have seat belts that are mandatorily worn by anybody who is in an occupant of, uh, of one of those seats? Yes. Uh, there's no question when you take where we've got 400 series highways, when we've got 80-kilometer uh, roadways now, uh, there's no reason why that we shouldn't have been moving to this uh, years ago and this is a good start and i hope uh it is it does maintain that nonpartisan ruling and we get to move forward brian patterson thanks so much as always thank you peter and thanks for your hard work always a pleasure brian patterson is president and ceo of the ontario safety league and uh, you heard it from him 
There shouldn't be a vehicle rolling that doesn't have seatbelts, and uh, couldn't agree with them more. I'm Peter Sherman. This is On Point for Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.